everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. Let me tell you, I am on the ball this week. It is Sunday and I'm recording the uh, the intro and outro for the this week's podcast. Normally I do it Wednesday evening, so pitter-patter, let's get at her. I am really uh, on my game this week, mainly because I'm trying to edit two weeks worth of podcasts in only a couple days so that I can enjoy my vacation out in Alberta later on this week and uh, not have to worry about editing anything. Very excited to go out to Alberta, by the way. Bought my ticket for the RCW show on the Friday in Calgary. So if you're there, come say hi. But uh, I'm very excited to uh, just get these podcasts rolling and uh, just to... Uh, enjoy some time away so it'll it'll be fun but before we kick into this week's podcast august 18th 3d pro wrestling presents mass appeal now grab your tickets you can get them online through eventbrite or you can get physical copies i have a few um a lot of the wrestlers on the show have some or you can go down to first row collectibles grab tickets there 20 bucks beforehand 25 at the door if you were at the first show you saw what an incredible event it was if you didn't get a chance to you can see the card up on youtube or what you can do is grab a ticket be there live and experience 3d pro wrestling for yourself so grab your tickets hopefully we will see you there it is going to be an absolute blast stay tuned because there's going to be match announcements coming soon more of the incredible promo and video packages. So uh, just to keep your eyes peeled, all right? This week on the podcast, I am joined by a very special guest. Now, my guest this week has been tearing it up out in Alberta, has made his uh, foray into BC as well, and he now makes his foray onto the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. This week, I am joined by none other than the Rhinestone Cowboy, Stephen Crow. Now we uh, we talk about Stephen's beginnings into wrestling, the influences through his career, what an incredible influence his uh, his brother Michael Richard Blaze has been, training some of the incredible matches he's been a part of, and so much more. So without further ado, on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, the Rhinestone Cowboy Stephen Crow. Now, without a doubt, I mean, I think everybody knows that Alberta has always been a hotbed for wrestling from, you know, the early days of Stampede to now. And everything is just, you know, it's on fire, the scene out there right now. What is your earliest memories of wrestling? Uh, earliest memories of wrestling? Um, <clears throat> honestly, like my parents were super into it growing up, too. Mm-hmm. And like my mom is raised and born in Calgary. So she like grew up with all the hearts, went to high school with them. So like she was always going to stampede wrestling shows and stuff. And then, so like, honestly, like as a kid, it's just like, I just remember it being on TV, like always. And Mm -hmm. me and my brother, me and my brother were just like obsessed with it growing up. And like, obviously my brother wrestles now we wrestle. So yeah. 
so I mean, basically, it's been ingrained in you since the beginnings. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, just as like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how it's like a, a lot of times it'll be like grandparents or parents or they're the ones that get you into it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it's uh, like I'm always amazed at just how rich the history is out in Calgary. You know, with you know with the Hart family, with Stampede and all of that. And I mean, there's tons of books out there. And I mean, there's all that we're missing is like the old video on, you know, accessible for everyone to watch. It's true. Yeah. So that was like from the beginning, I mean, that was your introduction. Yeah. At what point were you thinking that, you know, like you wanted to get involved with wrestling? Um very late i was like fast and steady on not wanting to wrestle like i watched my brother do it mm-hmm. and like i remember like going to like training classes with him as just like a kid like i would tag along with him and like just like sit there and watch them train and stuff at like bj's gym here in calgary yeah um and like i never interested me in like bumping like i was like oh this is hard like this looks very hard it looks like it hurts like this is not for me And like, I wasn't super athletic growing up either. Mm -hmm. So honestly, like, I just kind of like fell into it, honestly. And then I just like, it kind of snowballed. And then I ended up like falling in love with it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until like, honestly, probably like I was like early 26 is when I was like, okay, no, I actually like doing this. I can, maybe let's give this a try. Mm -hmm. So yeah. and I mean, you mentioned your brother and for what it's worth, I had no idea you guys were brothers up until like a few weeks ago, even oh, though like happy. it's out there, but I'm just like, I had no clue. And then it's like, okay. Yeah. I, I, I kind of see it a little bit. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. Like a lot of people that aren't in Alberta don't know. Um, and like me, especially having like a different last name when I wrestle, a lot of people can't put two and two together, but like, if you see us side by side, You'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, they're brothers. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's totally what it was. As soon as it was like the two of you together, it's like, okay, yeah, now I know. It's true, yeah. So for training, where did you go for it? Um, so when I first started out, I was I started out as a ref for mm-hmm. PW, PWA in like late 2017. Um, and that was like, a, I wasn't going to do it. And like... I remember my brother messaging me one day and just like, we have no ref. All of our refs backed out. We can't find anyone in Calgary. Um, can you please do it? And I was like, uh, like, I don't know if I can Mike, but sure. And then I thought it was going to be like a one-off thing, but like it turned into like me being their re- one of their refs for like Calgary. And then I started doing it for Edmonton. And then I just started refing like in Saskatchewan all around and stuff mm-hmm. for a while um and then it was maybe it was a little bit before the pandemic or like a year before the pandemic um a school opened called force pro wrestling okay and my brother was like the head trainer there and i remember like i took a year off work and stuff and so i was in edmonton quite frequently just like hanging out with my brother whatever so like i was constantly like down there at the school and just like watching and then yeah and then like i was like okay like actually i should like try this like i'm here already Mm -hmm. so 
I like tried it out. I did a couple like the mini camps with them and then it just kind of kept going. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So like force pro is where I started. Okay. Is force pro. They're still going strong, correct? They're not. No, they aren't. Okay. No. Yeah. COVID took them down. (laughs) It's unfortunately COVID did a number on so many like training, uh, training, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, training Training schools schools. it's true yeah it was super hard for them yeah Mm -hmm. they just like yeah they had like a lot of us just building was expensive like they had to close down and just like couldn't get back up so Mm -hmm. yeah so how long was the training for you um all together i probably trained like pretty hard for like like six months okay but like my training was probably like two years two years I guess yeah with I mean with your brother being involved I mean there was always going to be sort of you know picking things up along the way yeah for sure I'm definitely uh I'm in like a good position with him being my brother he just has like a so much knowledge and like Mm -hmm. I can just text him and ask questions or like just sitting around hanging out with him I can like go over things with him or like he gave me a rundown of my matches, stuff like that. So yeah, I'm definitely in a good position having him as my brother. So Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things where you'll see it sometimes where, you know, there'll be two really good friends where they can kind of bounce things back off and forth. You have that with your brother where you can just be like, Hey, how about this and get feedback right away. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. So, I mean, you had mentioned, you know, not being fully into wrestling growing up and that, but you know, training hits, you're getting going with that. Let's talk about your first match and what you were feeling heading into that. Uh, so my first match, like match match was, was like, was clandestine too. Okay. And it was actually me versus Michael Richard Blaze, my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was very nerve wracking. Um, and like, I know it's my brother, but like, I feel like it was like added pressure kind of yeah. just cause like he was my trainer, still my trainer. And like, it's my brother. Like, I just like want to do good and make him have a good match. Hopefully I have a good match. Um, and yeah, I was, I thought it was an okay match actually for my first match. My brother guided me very well, but mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely nerve wracking, especially because we did it with like, no, uh, we did it with no fans. It was just yes. like us and all the other wrestlers. So mm-hmm. like that was a lot of added pressure also with like, all my peers watching and a bunch of people I train with and all my friends actually just like watching, but it was fun. Yeah. It's got to be something really different for where that's your first match, you know, where it's, you know, no crowd, nothing like that to you go from that crowd, start coming back. And then you're, you know, it's almost a change of pace for yourself. Yeah. hundred percent. It was definitely because we did a bunch of those tapings and then, and then it was like another long break. I think we did the tapings back in like April, like April, April, 2021, maybe a little bit before Mm -hmm. that. And then my first like in ring, like audience debut was like July, 2021 for RCW. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, that was a bit of a shell shock for sure. Just like walking out of the um, curtain, just like a bunch of fans yelling was definitely a shell shock for me for sure. It must've been kind of nerve wracking being in that situation. Yeah, definitely different, yeah. different, different atmosphere. And just, 
yeah, just a lot of yelling. And I was like still figuring out what I was doing. So <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, as a wrestler, who were some of the people that you kind of take inspiration from? Um, inspiration. Uh, growing up, it was definitely like uh, Bret Hart, just like hometown hero. I bet you hear it a lot. Um, he like stood out to me, just like black and pink are my favorite colors. So like that was a big standout for me and just like super smooth in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, very good technically. Um, and another one growing up, like very young was probably like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Just cause like super flashy and like his gear, I was totally into the gear. Like that gets me a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And just like his, uh, just like the swag he had, like came out, like, just like, I don't know, just like a good time. Like definitely had like that bad boy attitude. And like, I definitely leaned into that kind of side of it. And yeah. I mean, for yourself, you've really been able to take almost the best of both of those guys for yourself currently. I mean, kind of just grabbing and adding to your already skill base, you know, with the the flashiness of Sean and then, you know, the pink and black of Brett, the technical standpoint. So you've really been able to, you know, grab some of that inspiration, make it your own. Yeah, definitely pulled a lot of like inspo from those two for like my current stuff. Absolutely. Uh, now I have to ask, how did the rhinestone cowboy come to be? Oof. I know everyone asks it. Um, I always had it in like the back of my mind. Like when I first debuted for RCW in like in July, 2021, um, I had it in my back pocket. I just like, didn't know. I don't know if like, I didn't think it would be well received right away or I don't know. And I was still like figuring a lot of stuff out. So, but it was always in my back pocket. I honestly don't even know. Like I just really like country music. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, like, I wonder if I can do something that like has to do a little country, like my gimmick can be a little country. And then, and then I saw, I really like this. uh, He's like an indie country guy. Like his name's Orville Peck. Yeah. Um, And he's like a flashy kind of over the top, like cowboy. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember just like watching him one day and I was like, okay, like, I wonder if this could like translate into wrestling. And then like, I kind of started figuring like, okay, I'm going to wear all pink. I'm going to get a pink cowboy hat. I'm going to get all pink cowboy boots. And then like, I tried to, I started like figuring out some music. And then I just came across like rhinestone cowboy by Glenn Campbell. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I dig this. Like, it's a nice, like lead up to the big chorus and yeah and then decided on that song and then i was like okay let's do this whole the rhinestone cowboy thing and mm-hmm. yeah then it kind of snowballed from there like everything about the rhinestone cowboy like it's i was watching you know some of your matches leading up to this and yeah. as soon as the music hits and you walk out and the crowd is fully invested you know like the graphic in the back screen singing along to the song and i mean i know um having a like a catchy song like that where the crowd can kind of sing along there's a few others i know taryn from accounting having the dolly parton nine to nine five, to five. You know? yeah you know those sort of things really get the crowds behind you yeah and i was like i was a bit nervous when i chose the song because i was like are people gonna get behind this but it worked so that's very good yeah 
there's like there's a group of you in Alberta that are, like it's a tight group that you guys are really doing something special out there. It seems like you've all come together, you know, through RCW and other uh, other promotions, and like a lot of you are really doing something great. Uh, yeah, for sure. We're like a pretty tight knit group, a lot of us. So like, we just like focus on like hyping each other up, sharing all of our stuff, like mm-hmm. pushing each other, like, and we all want to try different things. Like we want to like get eyes on all of us and like, we're willing to put in the work and just like, yeah, we want to put eyes on Alberta. So, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, like love pro wrestling is really helping that. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Love Pro Wrestling because I know they just announced uh, the deal with the Rec Room to be there, you know, uh, permanently, I think it is, which is great for them because they've been doing some fantastic stuff. And I know I watched a couple of your matches, the one with Mars the Specialist, which I mentioned when I talked to him, the ending, the finish there was an incredible finish, what you guys put together. Oh, yeah, the nice ending sequence. Yeah, Yeah. I liked it too. Yeah. That one and the one with Travis Williams, I thought you two worked very well, a great contrast in personalities and styles in the ring together. Yeah, me and Travis definitely gelled together. It was my first time meeting him or second time meeting him. Um, and yeah, we definitely like were able to like spitball and like a lot of our moves kind of gelled together. Yeah, Travis mm-hmm. is a great guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got the group there in Alberta doing some great stuff. And I know recently you wrestled for WrestleCore, correct? I did. Yes. What was that like? Was that your first foray outside of Alberta? Um, it was my third time at WrestleCore. Okay. Two, week, two weeks ago was my third time at WrestleCore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause we did Prince George was my first time in BC. Okay. Yeah. That was my first showing out of Alberta. Now, when you're uh, traveling outside of province for the first time, like what was that experience like for yourself? Uh, definitely nerve wracking, just like meeting a bunch of new people um, mm-hmm. in a different locker room. Uh, luckily, I had like my brother and like Taryn from accounting and stuff. So like mm-hmm. that was pretty good to have them there at least. But yeah, just like going in a different locker room was pretty nerve wracking. But the BC crew is like super welcoming, like mm-hmm. Yeah, they're awesome people. So, it, but it yeah, seems... though, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, but the overall experience was like pretty good. Definitely, definitely just like a little nervous going into it, though. Yeah. It seems like for the most part, a lot of the locker rooms are, you know, ha- are developing that sort of um, environment, you know, where it's like, you know, you're going to have a carload of, you know, out of province guys coming in and, you know, like work together to put on the best product you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. definitely that kind of group too. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of like us. Like, yeah. And like, we're all starting to like, kind of vibe together. And like, they share all of our stuff. We share all their stuff. So like, yeah, we're kind of getting, kind of being connected, which is like pretty cool to be connected with BC. So mm-hmm. yeah. You you had mentioned the clandestine society. And I know that was my first introduction, the, uh, the closed matches you know no fans that was my first introduction to a lot of uh wrestlers from alberta and saskatchewan um for sure and i know that now it's developed into a stable correct yeah so it's me michael richard blaze and then taryn from accounting yeah just the three of us now how did that form between you three uh so my brother's the one that came up with the idea um Mm -hmm. and he's the savior uh and then 
Taryn, my brother always talks about how he kind of wanted to do it. And then him and Taryn went out for the very first WrestleCore show. I wasn't on that one, but um, I think they just like thought this was like the perfect time to like announce them as like a stable. And yeah, so they did him and Taryn in WrestleCore. And then, or I guess that actually no, Clandestine Society was actually in RCW way before too. But I guess just with us three, yeah, it was definitely started in uh, WrestleCore with Mike and Taryn. Mm-hmm. And then I got introduced. And now it's like a thing we just do throughout like Alberta yeah. and BC. And like, we'd like to start doing it everywhere. Just like us three and stuff. I mean, you don't see a lot of stables in Canadian independent wrestling at all, you know? So that definitely adds, it adds another level to what the three of you can provide in wrestling. Yeah, I totally agree. It's definitely like something unique and like different. And like, Mm -hmm. uh, I just think it's like a good contrast. Like all of our characters are kind of like, yeah, definitely a little different. And like, you just like, wouldn't see the three of us like together. So like, Mm -hmm. like I'm like a fat flashy, like all pink rhinestone cowboy. And then there's like Taryn from accounting. And then like, you have my brother who's like the main guy, but like, yeah, I think like we all kind of gel together and just work it works yeah but i mean some of the best factions are the ones that where it's you know three completely different personalities joining together and you know building off of that so that really it's a benefit for you guys yeah absolutely yeah um i know like i was uh scoping online and the video package you got done up with the little Nas x song behind it was some incredible work and i've been singing it for the past couple days just because of that so yeah it's when you're doing stuff like that it's got to be fun piecing it together and just putting yourself out there oh yeah definitely absolutely fun yeah um i didn't like piece it all together i just like clipped all my stuff and then actually i actually asked uh zoe sager to do it for Mm -hmm. me so like i found the song and stuff like got all my graphics and like showed her all the clips she just like pieced it all together for me yeah um now i have to ask some of your memorable matches favorite moments that you've been a part of uh favorite matches uh definitely uh me versus taryn from accounting for lpw3 yeah uh that was definitely one of my favorite matches me and taryn are like super close inside and outside of wrestling so it was definitely like fun and that was our first time ever doing a singles together Mm-hmm. So like we definitely had fun. We definitely played like told a story being like best friends, but like I wanted the title from her. So that was a very fun match. Um and like that, that after that match is when we solidified clandestine too, actually. Yeah. Right at the end, my brother came out and was like, You guys can't fight and stuff. So like that was a good mm-hmm. way to like introduce clandestine into LPW. So um and then yeah me and mars the specialist for lpw was probably one of my maybe possibly one of my favorite matches to date Mm -hmm. yeah like me and mars definitely gelled together and like i'm pretty sure me and mars have mars is the person i've wrestled the most since i've started Mm -hmm. so yeah that was definitely one of my favorites um and a moment i really liked was uh when i beat zoe sager for the rcw women's champion chip in like november 
just because it was like super unexpected and like mm-hmm. it shocked a lot of people. And Zoe only had it for like a week after she beat Taryn. And then like I came in and like took on an open challenge from her and ended up beating her. So that was definitely a highlight for me right now. And I mean, nobody's expecting that, you know, a week after her winning, you know, they're thinking like, okay, she's going to, she's going to win, move on to the next thing. And here you are just crushing everything. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Swooped in and took it from her. Yeah. That's a big, that, that's a big moment for me. First title, title win too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of you guys in RCW, you guys are really doing some great stuff out there. I mean, you have the, the weekly shows. Uh, I think it's every, yeah, every week it seems you guys are doing the two or three shows, correct? Uh, yeah, every week. Yeah, there's at least two shows. Yeah. So when you're getting that much uh, opportunity to be in the ring, like it, it really is like helping push forward and, you know, being able to like improve overall and build off, you know, storylines and in-ring stuff, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the two shows a week definitely help. Um, it's a little rough on the body, mm-hmm. but uh, it definitely helps. Uh, yeah, it definitely helps like getting your character across and just like working on things and even like, even just like trying different things. Cause like we have the opportunity to, cause we wrestle so often that like we can try new things and like, if it doesn't work, then like, it just doesn't work. But like, mm-hmm. at least we have those opportunities more frequently than you would if like, you're only wrestling like once a month. Cause you're like, well, I don't want to try something if like, I'm only do it. Like I want to showcase my best stuff always yeah. if it's once a month, but yeah. Has there been anything that you've been able to like, you know, you're like, I'm going to try this. It worked off, you know, worked really well that you were able to integrate more into your uh, character. Um, yeah, definitely. Like as soon as I started the rhinestone cowboy stuff, I like changed a lot of my, uh, move set up. So mm-hmm. like I was like trying a bunch of stuff throughout like the first couple of months. Um, and I like came into like a bunch of moves that like, I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can actually do this. And then like, it ended up just like working out and like really working well with my character mm-hmm. and people received it very well. So yeah. Oh, perfect. Now I got a couple more for you. Then I'll let you go enjoy your uh, Monday evening. Um, right. Now I like to ask everyone I talk to for, uh, one of your favorite matches that you you've watched as a fan that you think the listener should go and check out, whether it's, you know, WWE or, you know, anything you want, you know, just something that you think that they should go watch. Dang. Should go watch. Um, honestly, probably a lot of people have probably watched this already, but um, my favorite wrestler, like at the moment is uh, Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge, I'm a huge women's wrestling fan. And like, a lot of my repertoire and moveset is like based around Sasha. Like I really mm-hmm. like her. So uh, honestly, I would say like go watch Sasha and Bianca for WrestleMania last year. Mm-hmm. That's a standout match for me. You so. know, after you mentioned that, like it's, I noticed that because you have the double knees in the corner and things like that. So it's true. I got a lot of knee moves, which I think <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really nice that, you know, we are seeing, more of a spotlight on the women wrestlers for them to get a chance because there are so many talented ones that weren't getting a chance before. Now they are. So it's great to see. Yeah. hundred percent. I love wrestling the women. Like, I think sh- like, I'm happy they're being like showcased more and spotlighted more. Cause like they deserve it. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
Now, uh, upcoming shows. I mean, we're recording this in beginning of July and the air date will be in a few weeks from now. Um, what do you have coming up? Uh, coming up, I have LPW on LPW 29. Yes, LPW July 29th. Um, I'm in a six way, me, Michael Richard Blaze, Michael Allen Richard Clark versus the Rads. So that should be a good time. Um, then I'm in WrestleCore on the 24th in BC for the Circus of Death. Um, and then I'm on the Dungeon Show Saturday the 9th. Okay, will perfect. Already be done by the time this is out. <laughs> That's but, all right, yeah. though, because go watch it. I, I saw some of the uh, the flyers for that Dungeon Show, and it looks like it's going to be something really fun. Yeah, it should be really exciting. Yeah, me and Mars doing a nice singles again should mm-hmm. be a good time. So, yeah. It's, you know, when you get the opportunity to, you know, like you and Mars or you and Taryn, where you can build off of that and, you know, like you guys are friends inside and out of the ring, being able to just grow as wrestlers and, you know, like build off of the foundation you've already developed. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, for those who are listening, where can they find you online if they're not already following you? Um, Instagram and Twitter at Heyo Steven for both. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Yes. Thanks, man. This was a great time. Thank you so much to Stephen Crow, the Rhinestone Cowboy, for joining me on this week's episode of the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. I truly appreciate him taking time out of his day to join me and talk about wrestling. So thank you so much to him. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. Thank you for tuning in to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. Uh, I'm most active up on there. So if you want to talk wrestling, you can find me there. Email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, you can send it all that way. If there's a guest you would like to see me bring on to the podcast, let me know there and I'll do my best to get them on. Up on Instagram, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, there you're going to see a lot of videos. I try and post uh, clips of guests who I have on so that, you know, you can see them in action. Uh, so Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast on Instagram, up on all podcast streaming platforms, so Apple, Google, Spotify, up on Facebook, the same Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, and I've got some t-shirts for sale. Yeah! So... $25 a piece and you can get an incredibly fashionable Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Um, half of all profits is going to a local nonprofit. So you can get an incredible t-shirt. You can look fashionable. You can support a local podcast and know that the half of the profits is going to help others who need it. Uh, if you're in Winnipeg, I can hand deliver it to you myself. Or if you are outside of Manitoba, I mean, if you're between Manitoba and Calgary, want a shirt, I'll get it to you next week. But if you're elsewhere and want a shirt, send me a message. I will get you the shipping info and I'll get a shirt out your way and you'll look fashionable for summertime and support a good cause. So yeah, that's the socials. That's the t-shirt information. I think that covers it all. So thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.